Our bodies evolved over millions of years to a specific climate, specific environment. But that environment rapidly changed in the past 70, 80 years with all these exposures I talked about. We just evolutionarily haven't had time to catch up. We don't have a better system in place. We have the old system in place. But the, we have the vintage inf architecture infrastructure here trying to function in the modern world. With all of these exposures, you got damage happening at the gate to your castle. It's killing off the, the soldiers. It's like pu putting holes in the castle wall. It's disrupting the moat that's supposed to guard things. So you have like a weak first line of defense. I'm Dr. Sarah Rahal, and this is the Lifestylist Podcast. Okay, lifestylists, we're about to crack some serious health codes today. Our guest is Dr. Sarah Rahal, MD, who's founder of Armra, a patent-pending colostrum extract that, quite frankly, has been taking the world by storm, and as a result, the episode you're about to hear. Dr. Sarah is a badass. She's a double board-certified pediatric neurologist with expertise in environmental and functional medicine. She trained at Columbia Presbyterian Medical Center in New York, and prior to founding Armra, was Assistant Professor of Neurology and Pediatrics and Director of Pediatric Headache at the ICANN School of Medicine at Mount Sinai Hospital. And in the process of overcoming her personal health crisis, she discovered a modern twist on what might just be nature's oldest medicine, which is what we're going to be discussing here today. So you are in for a treat. This is episode 427, Colostrum, Nature's Solution to Autoimmune Inflammation and Leaky Gut. And as always, we've got some great show notes together for you with links and complete written transcripts. And you can find those at lukestory.com slash armra, A-R-M-R-A. Now, for those of you who've not yet heard of colostrum, it's also known as first milk. It's a precious healing elixir that is secreted by all lactating animals before the actual breast milk begins to flow. And as a longtime user of and believer in the healing power of colostrum, I got to say it was very rewarding for me to finally find an expert on the topic and someone who had not only used it to heal themselves, but who also discovered a way to maximize its benefits to create something profoundly effective. All right, so you know what you're getting into. Here's a quick teaser of what is to follow. Dr. Sarah's harrowing personal pain to purpose story the first time she tried colostrum and why she felt the need to share it with the world, the history of use of colostrum in Ayurveda and elsewhere, and we also explore the most mind-blowing studies on colostrum that exist and why you probably haven't heard of them. Sarah then breaks down autoimmune symptoms, leaky gut, leaky brain, and general inflammation as the root to most of our health challenges. We also talk about how colostrum supports mood, metabolism, and even sleep, plus the distinguishing factors that put Armra in a category of its own how lactose intolerant folks react to this form of colostrum, the optimal sources for colostrum and how its harvest impacts the cow's lives, the many useful applications of Armra that go way beyond just mixing it into a glass of water, such as nasal rinses and, believe it or not, enemas, and finally, the research and science that helps Armra pack such a punch in a seemingly tiny serving size. And for those of you listening who find yourself colostrum curious by the end of the show, Armra has provided a discount for you folks. You can get some at tryarmra.com slash Luke. That's T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A slash Luke. And make sure to use the code LUKESTORY10 at checkout for 10% off. 
And of course, that link is also clickable in your podcast app show notes. All right, let's dig in here and get to the bottom of this fascinating new rediscovery known as colostrum with Dr. Sarah Rahal. Enjoy the show. Dr. Sarah, good to see you again. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Man, I'm excited to speak with you again today. Uh, we had a private conversation a couple months ago and we were geeking out on colostrum and talking a bit about your journey through the medical system and your challenges with your own personal health and such. And I was just geeking out on that so hard because I'm so obsessed with colostrum and have been for many years, but I've yet to meet someone who had enough knowledge and expertise about it and specifically how it pertains to different conditions and our vitality that it's strangely something I haven't had a dedicated episode to yet. So I'm really excited to finally like track down someone who can really speak to this topic and is also doing something really uh, innovative with it as well. So I'm pumped. Thank you. I'm so excited to talk about it. I, I do feel like it's this uh, unsung hero of health that's kind of flown under the radar for all these years, really only known by insiders. And there's just a ripe opportunity because it can be so helpful for some of the issues that we face in the modern day and really has relevance for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. I took mine this morning <laughs> as I do. Actually, I took a couple different types today because I put some of the just like bulk powder colostrum in drinks because yeah. it just tastes really good. It's just the creamiest, best sort of additive. Um, but I took some of yours as well. Before we get into that though, we haven't talked in a minute. What's new and exciting in your life in general? Like, What are you fired up about today? Well, I'm I'm really just excited to see how the reception has evolved over the past few months since we last spoke in being in the market. This is really our our first year as a colostrum product, the first consumer facing bovine colostrum concentrate with all our proprietary technology and and patent pending concentrate formulation uh, is the first year that we've been on the market and. As I said, it's an unknown ingredient, and we have just really resonated uh, with our customer base. And uh, I am overwhelmed and humbled by the reception we've received and the benefits that people seem to be experiencing and transformational health benefits that are almost unbelievable uh, sometimes. And it just speaks to the power of the body uh, to really revive itself when it has the proper nutrients to do so. Yeah, I like that perspective. You know, it's, I think many of us get caught up in the, uh, and congratulations, by the way, but many of us get caught up in taking things, myself <laughs> included, absolutely, taking things uh, exogenously thinking, oh, this thing is healing me, right? This supplement or pill or powder, herb, whatever it is. But I really like that perspective that it's actually our own, our bodies and our own consciousness and our own energetic natural forces that are doing the healing. It's just a matter of giving the body the right key to the lock, right? Absolutely. No matter what you're taking or why you're taking, I think that's an important perspective. It's because if it's more empowering. It's like, okay, I'm in partnership with my body. It loves certain molecules and there are other molecules that it loves less, <laughs> you know, toxins and whatnot. Yep. And so if we can limit the number of molecules that go in or on the body that it doesn't like and thrive with, then add in some of the things that it really needs to do its job, then it does what we want it to do. So it's a great perspective. 
Yeah. All right. Absolutely. So, um, so let's back up a little bit. And sometimes I, I kind of gloss over people's origin stories, uh, even if they are compelling pain to purpose stories, because I'm just selfishly wanting to get into the meat of the topic and the conversation. Just like let's just steamroll past that. I'm sure it's great, but you know, I want to save the time. But I think your story is interesting for a number of reasons, two of which being I love traditionally trained medical people, physicians, clinicians, scientists, et cetera, like yourself, that have the pedigree and the education of the allopathic system, but for some reason, to some degree, defected and kind of went, okay, yes, and there's more. Part two is I'm always astonished when people overcome serious challenges in their life, which I know you have, yours being more, as far as I know, of the physical nature. So maybe you could give us a, a brief overview of kind of how you meandered your way through the medical system, um, what you've done in practice, and how you um, migrated into more of the functional medicine preventative side, uh, and then what issues that you had physically that, that prompted uh, a lot of that evolution. Yeah, thank you for that question. There, there's so much synergy here in um, the origin story of the business and, and my growth over time, both professionally and personally in this space. So I, I, as you said, I come from the clinical medicine world. I'm allopathically trained, uh, trained at the, the best of institutions. Uh, I'm a pediatric neurologist. I did all my residency and fellowship at uh, Columbia here in New York City uh, and ran a very busy practice for kids on the Upper East Side. Uh, once I finished out of Mount Sinai, my subspecialty being headache and chronic pain in kids, which you'd be astonished to know how long of a waiting list I had for treating such a niche um, issue in, in very young kids. Absolutely. I didn't even know. Booming. I didn't even know kids had headaches, right. but, the, but the minute you said that Upper East Side headaches, I was like, oh, it's probably the 5G. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's maybe, not helping. Maybe, maybe a contributing factor. Anyway, carry yeah. on. Um, and so in my clinical practice, I was seeing in real time what I was reading in all the literature, which is that today, chronic diseases are absolutely booming in kids. 54% of children have a chronic disease diagnosis. 54%. Is that, is in, that real? Yeah. I mean, is that a legitimate number? It's, 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 a, it's a horrific number. That's insane. What but here's was the it? catch. Do, do here's you know, the catch. Okay, go ahead. In the 1960s, it was 1.6. Oh my God. Our genes didn't suddenly mutate in a generation and a half. These are all health issues that are being driven by the modern environment and a landscape that really rapidly changed over the past 60 or 70 years with unprecedented pollutants in our air, pesticides like glyphosate in our agriculture, completely unregulated chemicals in our bath, body, home care, even toy products, refined carbohydrates, a complete overhaul of our diets. And we see the ramifications of this in the most vulnerable populations early in life. Kids are like the canary in the coal mines. And so I was really struck by this. And that paired with my sitting on the other side of the table 
with longstanding gut issues that I'd had through childhood that were never addressed were always dismissed by my the medical establishment, my my professional peers, which has started to spiral and get worse. Um, and I said, this doesn't make sense. And therein, I had to become my own healer. And I started my own journey of education really outside of my allopathic training, really learning about a functional medicine approach um, and wanting to implement that in my practice, which is very different from the Western model. You know, you require hours with your patients. You're doing a deep dive to understand their um, epigenetic influences, the environment they were born into, what their home uh, triggers may be, what their family dynamics are. It's a, it's a very complicated system doing special kinds of nutritional testing and, and, and microbiome analysis. And it works really well, but our system is not set up to support that. And I you know, struggled to practice the way I thought was ethically appropriate, the way I thought would serve these children best. And eventually grew frustrated uh, because I couldn't, I couldn't implement it. It was just arguments all the time. So I left. And at the time, I was researching for myself something called colostrum, which is the first milk that all mammals produce for about 48 hours after delivery. It's a food, but it acts more like an immunization shot for a baby. It's got all of these exclusive micronutrients, antibodies, peptides, growth factors, fibers that can't be found in any other natural source. And they act almost like a blueprint in the body, optimizing development very early in life of all the different organ systems. It's the first nutrition we all receive in life. And I'm going through the literature and there's 5,000 research studies talking about its benefits. And it, it makes, makes so much sense to me but what I was really was really remarkable about the literature was that it wasn't just showing health benefits in babies, but there were actually health benefits in the research at all ages. And there was a couple of recent studies showing it even was three times more effective than the flu vaccine at preventing flu. And I said, this doesn't make a lot of sense to me. This is a product for babies. Why is this working for the rest of us? We're already, we're already developed. What I learned is, that one of the most powerful ways that colostrum works in the body is all of these different bioactive nutrients. A way that they work synergistically is that together they seal up something called the immune barrier in the body. And what that means is just like we have skin as this physical barrier on the outside, separates us from the outside world, it's our layer of protection, we have the same thing that lines the inside of the body. It's intuitive, but we don't really think about it. It lines our eyes, nose, mouth, sinuses, throat, lungs, gut, urinary, reproductive tract. It's literally skin on the inside. And it's the interface between everything we inhale and ingest from the environment and our bloodstream. And the interesting thing is that all these modern exposures that I, that I mentioned, the pollutants, the pesticides, the toxins, chemicals, one of the most detrimental things they do in the body and the first pathway they hit in the body where they cause damage is this mucosal barrier, this immune mucosal barrier. And it breaks down the integrity of that barrier and makes it more permeable than it's supposed to be. That allows things that aren't supposed to be let into the body to get into the body. 
into the bloodstream to trigger the immune system inappropriately, and that's inflammation. And inflammation is what underpins almost every single modern chronic disease that we see. The big, bad, scary things like autoimmune conditions and MS and allergies, but also inflammation that drives the everyday health issues almost everyone you know struggles with. Uh, Weight gain, bloating, low energy, mental fog, all of this driven by inflammation. And there are thousands of research studies popping up just in the past 30 years making this link. Hasn't quite made its way to the mainstream yet, but we're starting to see hints of it because everybody found out about probiotics a few years ago. And probiotics target the microbiome, which is one layer of this barrier, but this barrier has four layers to it. So I said, this is really interesting. So we have this natural product that is uniquely suited to seal up that barrier in all of us in, in the face of these threats. As someone who spends so much time, energy, and money to be healthy, I want to keep track of what's working and what's not. That's why I'm really into this company I found called Inside Tracker. They are an ultra-personalized performance system that analyzes data from your blood, DNA, lifestyle, and fitness tracker to help you optimize your body and reach your health and wellness goals. Through their app and testing protocol, I'm able to get a clear picture of what my body looks like on the inside. And I also get a clear measure of whether my diet, supplement, and exercise choices are helping or even hurting. I did the whole inside tracker deal recently and was actually shocked to find that I was less than perfect in some areas. My cholesterol and B vitamins were high, for example, and a few other things that need a little tweaking. There was, of course, also some good news as my overall health score was that of a much younger person and certainly more optimized than your average American. And that's the point. The whole goal with Inside Tracker is to be optimized, not normal. So they don't merely show you the normal biomarker zones. They show you the optimal biomarker zones and numbers that are best for your individual body. So if you want to check this out, I highly recommend you sign up for Inside Tracker now. You're going to get your testing done, the results of your biomarkers, and then some incredible lifestyle and diet recommendations from their brainiac scientists to help you improve everything you find. Just go to insidetracker.com slash Luke, where you will save 25% off your entire order. That's insidetracker.com slash Luke. What's interesting is, so we have this damage to our barrier just by virtue of living in a modern world. We do the best we can. You know, we filter our air, we buy organic produce, buy the clean, clean label products, but we can't avoid all exposures. We all have damage to our mucosal barrier on an ongoing basis. When babies are born, they also have a problem with the barrier because it's immature. And so colostrum evolved in mammals 300 million years ago, specifically to be the first food that goes into an infant's body and seal up the barrier like glue to protect them. And it's one of the reasons why infants who don't get any colostrum or even breast milk after birth, have a higher risk of immune dysregulating issues later in life, like allergies, eczema, atopic dermatitis. So we have this ancient food that's been honed over evolution specifically to solve an issue that is now rampant in the modern landscape. Well, I wasn't breastfed, so I'm going to have to quadruple dose my <laughs> colostrum now. <laughs> so what, what physical challenges were you 
dealing with, you know, to whatever degree you want to go into detail on that, kind of led you into researching this? And and how did, I guess, how did you find colostrum? What were the first types you tried? Was there something noticeable in your particular symptoms that presented uh, at that time that kind of lit this light bulb further? Yeah. So at the time, my um, gut health issues were also starting to uh, deteriorate from complications that were not addressed early in my life. And I did, I was learning so much about colostrum and uncovering all of this. And when I looked to the market to try something, it was really, it was a really difficult product to find. It existed kind of in these niche integrative medicine circles. It was actually very confusing what it did, which probably explained why I, I never knew all of this about it and probably why no, it's, uh, it's gone unknown for so long. It, it does so much. There's so much language around it. It was confusing. Or the bodybuilders were using it because it's got all these growth factors and peptides in it that are you very look, you're good. You're looking at one right here. Yeah. <laughs> it's very good for lean muscle building and accelerating tissue recovery and repair. Um, and there really wasn't anything more mainstream. And one of the problems with any natural product, particularly a dairy product, is that this is important. So many people nowadays have issues with dairy, have a dairy intolerance. And conventional dairy has a bad rap for a very good reason. But there is a reason for that. If you take a step back, it doesn't make sense that we would have biologically, physiologically, an issue with dairy. Dairy is milk. It evolved to be the first nutrition for an infant, the most nourishing and nutrient-dense product. Why would we have evolved a, a, a problem with it? And the answer is it's not the dairy itself. It's the way that it's processed in this country. Because of FDA regulation, the mechanism of pasteurization and sterilization that's mandated in mainstream industry requires the use of high temperatures and heat. Here's the problem with that. All these bioactive molecules, peptides, growth factors, antibodies, all these micronutrients, they're bioactive and instruct your cells in all of these um, beneficial behaviors because they work via a lock and key mechanism. So they have a certain shape that fits a certain receptor in the cell and that activates a certain reaction. When you take a protein, a peptide, and you expose it to high temperatures, it does something called denature. It unfolds, changes shape, and the fats get oxidized. Now it goes into the body. It's unrecognizable as a food. So the things are still in there, but the body doesn't recognize it as a food. In fact, it thinks it's a foreign thing. It doesn't know what this is. This is not a natural thing. So it triggers inflammation and intolerance symptoms. And that's why so many people have digestive issues, rashes, et cetera, with dairy. It's the processing that's the problem, not the dairy itself. Most people do very well with raw dairy. And so this was very important to me in thinking about how I wanted to craft a product that would be impactful and actually health-promoting in the body and in my body. And so my journey started with developing what we have now at Armor, at Armor which is proprietary low-temperature technology. We called it cold-chain biopotent technology that allows us to do this processing, the pasteurization, sterilization, and extraction of all the nutrients without the use of high temperatures. So it stays almost like a raw product. 
and it confers all of the benefits that a raw colostrum would, but legally meets all the components of regulation. And when we did research on our product, third-party research showed that because of this technology, it confers 32% stronger antibacterial immune protection than other colostrums. So we know it works. The bioactives are just intact more. And so once I had, I was able to develop this, this custom formulation and this, this proprietary process that I knew was the highest integrity, highest potency, would be the safest and most beneficial for my body, I started using it on myself. Of course, we, we all biohack and use ourselves as, as guinea pigs, as, as scientists. And I had transformational benefits relatively quickly. One of the fastest things that happened for me was because I was so sick at the time and so nutrient depleted, this so, so, so beneficially sealed my barriers and improved my nutrient absorption and my hormonal health that my period had stopped. It came right back within a month of starting the product. And that was my first signal and the sign that my body was sending me that it was, it was starting to move into a healthy place. And so that that personal journey uh, gave me the confidence to start building this into something that I knew could serve more people uh, than just myself because I had had that that experience. Unfortunately, I I had some further complications that that were more structural in nature. And so I've had to have surgeries as as recently as um, a few weeks ago, but I'm doing well and, and, and feeling well now, but it's important to have that personal experience with the product because you, you create something that you yourself use and you, you wouldn't give to someone else something that you wouldn't put in your own body. And that's the kind of integrity we have behind the development um, of Armra. Well, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. And I share that same ethos in terms of all the different brands that I promote and work with. I mean, it's not very often, but Sometimes someone will be like one of the first to market with a niche product, right? And then I think that's the best that's out there. And then someone comes along and does it better, you know? And then I'm like, people ask me, what's the best? I mean, not that I know what's the best, but what I perceive to be the best based on my own using it and and research, then it's like, well, I have to kind of knock that one off. That actually just happened today. I did some research on uh, hydrogen and, you know, have been owning and promoting a certain product. And I, I found something that is better and just has more rigor behind the science. So it's yeah. like, all right, I got to jump ship. I have to evolve. So I, I appreciate that. Um, going back to a couple items, the, the the raw milk thing being the first of them, I wouldn't say that I've been historically someone who is classically lactose intolerant. But if I were to drink a huge glass of milk, it would cause some digestive upset. You know, So I'm not someone like, I could eat some cheese and probably okay, but just straight up dairy, not so much. Um, but having been in California, I had access to raw dairy because it at one point became more accessible. You could go to the store and buy it. Here, you can't go to the store and buy it. So I researched yeah. and researched and uh, in Texas, that is, or at least in Austin. But they do have something um, in place where they allow farmers to sell it directly. So I could go to the farm or the workaround they found is you can pre-order it and they'll bring it to your local farmer's market, which is what I do. So I haven't taken raw milk in a while. I never really, even when I had raw milk back home, drank it, drank it. I just kind of use it here and there. But I found this farm here that not only is grass-fed and raw, but they also only have A2 cattle versus Mm -hmm. A1 cattle. 
And I mean, I literally just chug huge glasses of this stuff and my body, I mean, it's just instant yes for my body and I feel great on it. There are zero side effects or anything. Um, so to your point, you know, that I've experienced the raw versus adulterated dairy and also the A1, A2 thing that now people are starting to become a little more aware of, but that's also another, another huge piece of it. So thank you for illuminating that because I think I believe dairy is a superfood and it's just unfortunately was ruined by the agricultural system we have here. Right. And there may have been some good intentions in there to make it, you know, more sterile and safe yeah. and shelf stable and all that kind of stuff. But in the process, you're really like in most cases better off not having any dairy if it's that type. But I think that, you know, the colostrum and raw dairy and raw butter and even ghee, although it's cooked and you remove all the inflammatory stuff by doing so. I mean, I think these are just foundational to health. And it's just a shame that people have been led to believe that, oh, I just can't do any kind of dairy ever. And that it, it it's really important, as you indicated, to know that it comes in degrees and there's different ways that it can be processed and utilized. So that's something I just wanted to kind of reiterate that you spoke to. May I yeah, yeah. Uh, co- comment do. on that? It, because you raise an interesting point. And so, you know, lactose intolerance is kind of... is is a separate thing. It's a, it's a gene that gets turned on or off that regulates our ability to make the lactase enzyme. And so many people think they're lactose intolerant because they can't tolerate milk, but it's often not, has nothing to do with the lactose. It often has to do just with what we're speaking about, the, the inflammatory nature of the, of the product itself. And raw dairy has in it lactase enzymes, has natural lactase enzymes. So it di- helps itself digest. So I think it's just an important nuance that they're just, just uh, you know, there's dairy intolerance, dairy allergy, and then the lactose intolerance, and they all kind of get lumped together, but they're actually separate things, all problematic because of the regulation of, of how uh, dairy has to be manufactured. That is a really good point. Thank you for adding that. I know certain people will take the enzymes necessary to digest it so they can use dairy products, but the dairy products are still pasteurized and homogenized yeah. and ruined. You know, so I'm like you could, if you can get a hold of something raw, uh, you could probably not take the enzymes, you know? Yeah. I have my, my raw dairy farm in upstate New York. That's that delivers to me in this very, uh, covert blue, blue plastic bag, like on the weekends. It's, it's, totally. it's, very, it's very, uh, you know, very under the cuff because it's oh, uh, not allowed. You just reminded me years ago in LA, there was a like a community co-op. I think it was called Raw. And you could go there and get vegetables and meats and, and all kinds of things, but they sold raw milk. And at some point, and I don't know that this was the sole reason, but it, it, they were raided under the guise of illegally being milk dealers. And the guy <laughs> went to prison. I mean, the, the guy- I heard know, about like, this. It was a whole thing. And then I don't know what happened legislatively, but then at a certain point I could go to Erwan and there was raw milk there. So I don't I don't know what happened, but yeah, I remember when it was like the underground railroad of like raw dairy products. Exactly, you know? exactly. You got to know a guy who knows a guy, you know, you, and the, you, you page him, you know, uh, no, that's, that's going way back. Um, another thing I wanted to discuss with you is how pissed I was when we first met and you told me that you ruined colostrum by heating it. Um, and I had been, I buy these big kilos of just, you know, bulk, not bulk as in low quality, it's grass fed and all the things, but I buy these big kilos of colostrum 
as I said, just because I love the taste and I just mixed it in all my smoothies and stuff like that. And I made some pretty good recipes like uh, ice cream with colostrum and stuff. Yeah. But the main way I was using it prior to meeting you, and thank you for saving me money, <laughs> was I would put like four tablespoons in my hot, super hot coffee. And it just makes the most delicious creamy coffee. And I remember asking you about that and you were like... Yeah. You're basically just having coffee creamer now. There's no more colostrum. <laughs> I was like, God damn. <laughs> so I was, I was doing that for years. So I've since stopped uh, and I'm not wasting it. So thank you for that. And also, damn, I wish I would have known that. Still delicious. but It is. It is. I mean, it's, it makes a really good creamer, but it's pretty expensive. Uh, if you're going to go that way, you'd be better off with butter. I'm going to take a moment to ask you something. How often do you wake up in the morning and instantly wish you had just one more hour of sleep? You know, you hit the snooze button and hope next time your alarm goes off, you feel more energized. Well, I get messages from people all the time specifically asking for brain solutions. So they usually mention things like brain fog, low energy, poor focus, and so on. Well, I recently found a truly incredible solution to all of this called Newtopia. They specialize in personalized brain supplements known as nootropics. Taking this stuff is like flicking a switch and turning your brain on within the first 10 minutes of waking up in the morning and feeling totally engaged, focused, upbeat, and productive no matter what life throws at you. I actually had my dose of Newtopia this morning and I'm feeling quite focused and perky. And I've experienced this effect over the past few months since trying Newtopia. These guys have legit created the most advanced brain support and cognitive enhancement system that I've ever tried. And uh, I've tried a lot of them. It's kind of like a do not disturb feature for your brain. And unlike other products in this category, there are no crashes, jitters, or side effects. I'm actually shocked that these formulas work so well without making me feel uptight and tweaked out, which is often the case with things that can be stimulating to the brain. So I highly recommend the Newtopia system for anybody looking to take their focus, creativity, and mood to a new level. So to turn your brain on, go to newtopia.com slash Luke and enter the coupon code Luke10 for an extra 10% off. That's N-O-O-T-O-P-I-A. These guys are so confident that their stuff works. They also stand by their products with a 365-day money-back guarantee. So this is a no-brainer for your brain. Again, that's newtopia.com slash Luke. And the coupon code is Luke10 for an extra 10% off. Um, you mentioned something and you just, I don't want to say you brushed over it, but you just kind of threw it in in, in one of your uh, prior dialogue. And that was, in clinical trials, bovine colostrum was found to be three times more effective than the flu vaccine at preventing flu. Yeah. Is that, I mean, it says clinical trials with an S plural. Is this, is there rigor behind that particular statement? Yeah, there's, there's two clinical studies showing that colostrum is more effective than the flu vaccine at preventing flu. Uh, one of the populations was older patients at, uh, with cardiovascular risk factors. I can't remember what the population segment was in the, in the other group, but it makes so much sense. You are literally rebuilding the fortress, your, your first line of defense. You're putting the soldiers back up at the gate to patrol what comes into the body in the first place. And we, we, we talk about, you know, 
having a barrier in the gut all the time because we're talking about the microbiome. But that barrier, as I mentioned, is the entire body. It's the sinuses, the nose, the lungs, all of the mucosa. And so it's really important to have your immune immune system and barrier fortified there at all of the layers. It provides protection for any population. It's completely safe for an infant or for a 90-year-old grandma taking seven other prescription drugs. There's no interaction. It's a, it's a whole food that is perfectly matched for the body's needs at those surfaces. Uh, so really compelling research that, that just kind of drives home one of the multitude of, of benefits uh, that colostrum can confer. I think that one just stood out to me because <laughs> anytime I walk into Rite Aid or CVS and I see all these, I mean, now there's, now there's incentives for other similar shots, but just for years seeing that, these big banners outside of CBS, get your flu shot, get your flu shot. And I'm just thinking, uh, folks, there is a better way. <laughs> you know, it's like I would rather have the flu every month than take that myself. So that that one really stood out to me. But another thing that I think is really cool here, and and maybe as a as a doctor and a professional who knows such things, you could help me understand this, but I'm starting to have a visual as you describe this mucos- mucosal lining within our body. It's almost as if we think of the inside, what's under our skin, like the inside of our body as being self-contained and that all of that is on the inside. But what I'm getting is like we have skin that is a barrier to the outside world, but that mucosal lining is actually, it's it's self-containing the outside world, but it happens to be inside our body, right? So if we think about the yeah. digestive tract, that is actually not inside our body. I mean, the tract it is, but what's inside is still technically outside of our body because mm-hmm. of this lining. So it's like we have all these air tubes and all these holes in yeah. our body, right? That let things in and out, um, you know, nutrients in, toxins out, but it's almost like we have the outside world actually coexisting inside of our body. And what you're saying is that when that barrier is compromised, thus begins this cascade of problems for many people because your body's defenseless on the inside. Is that a, a way of kind of illustrating that that makes sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I think that, that, you know, that analogy holds. Like you, you wouldn't give it a second thought if you had a wide gaping wound on your, on your skin. You'd say, oh, this is, this, is, this is a vulnerable point. I need to cover this. I need to make sure this Heal so nothing gets inside and gets me infected. Um, but the same thing is happening on the inside of the body when all of these exposures are coming in. They're literally causing abrasions and damage to the integrity of the, the surfaces in our in our barriers on all of these interfaces in our in our gut and our lungs. And those are vulnerable points. And uh, and we don't have the paradigm yet to think about oh, we need to protect that surface. We need to regenerate and strengthen and, and make sure that we're, we're fortifying ourselves at that surface because that, that's a vulnerable point of entry now for something that we don't want to get in to the body and cause us harm. Got it. And what I find interesting about this as well is that uh, there have been over 5,000 published studies on colostrum. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't like count studies, but if I think about other purported superfoods, let's say uh, goji berries or cacao beans, I don't know, whatever they are, like you go to the health food store, there's the superfood section. 
I'm guessing that many of those things that we just think are so vital, maca or something, might not have 5,000 published studies. Like that's an astronomical number of studies for something like this, I think. Yeah, again, colostrum, again, is is a naturally occurring food. It's been used for its health benefits dating back thousands of years. They've been using it in Ayurvedic medicine. In a sacred vegan culture, they use this dairy product. It's, it's, it's classified as a sacred, its own thing. It's neither plant or animal. It's its own, it's its own healthful product for, for people. Um, and they've been using it for its health benefits for a very long time. The first polio vaccine was actually developed from colostrum um, as the raw ingredient. We've been using this stuff and taking this stuff for a very long time. We've accumulated so much uh, literature on it, validated research on, on these benefits. And it's really almost unbelievable that it isn't something that is a, a household familiarity with by now. But, but to your other point, you know, I think we're also in a situation, it, it is also the only true superfood, only true superfood, because it's one of the only substances in existence whose sole purpose is to be a food. It has no other reason for being other than to be consumed for its health-promoting properties. All the other things you mentioned, maca, goji berries, mushrooms, all these things we talk about, these are living things. These are plants that we've co-opted to use as, as, and, and leverage their um, unique, and in some cases, sacred properties in conjunction with our own for some other purpose. But this is doesn't have any other reason for being other than to be a, a food for us. And we've, we've so adulterated the concept of what food is that we basically call anything nowadays that's healthy or a whole food is called a superfood. Um, <laughs> now we're, so, we're so divorced. No, that's just food. Food is supposed to be the health promoting. It's supposed funny. to be, a, it's supposed to provide nutrition for your body. It's not supposed to be entertainment. So Right, I think so, we're so divorced from from our relationship with our with our um, with our nourishment that we we just call everything superfood if it's kind of healthy. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's like well, technically, any food that you take with the intention of benefiting your body should be a superfood, right? <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a, a marketing uh, marketing word right. that's that's gone astray. I mean, I think of if you ask me like what it, what's the ultimate superfood, I would probably say. Grass-fed beef liver, egg yolks, colostrum, especially after this conversation. I mean, there's very few things. Oysters, maybe. I mean, things that are just nutritionally so dense and specifically things that have nutrients that are difficult to get in that quantity from other sources, like a like a great cod liver oil for its high retinol content. I mean, there are mm-hmm. probably 10 things that I would that I use on a regular basis that I would call a superfood, but Maca and goji berries probably wouldn't make the list if I really had to get down to it. You know, they're kind of bonus <laughs> bonus foods, right? Let's uh, let's get into a little bit of detail on on autoimmune. You know, I know that this is at least I think related to this mucosal lining we're talking about and, and inflammation yeah. and all of this. But this is something I'm seeing more and more in in our listenership here on the Lifestylist and our Facebook group. Autoimmune this, autoimmune that, uh, Crohn's, IBS—all these things that people have a very difficult time, really even naming or identifying. And I think a lot of it's getting lumped under the autoimmune umbrella. And I myself, I'm not totally clear on where we are with that in terms of the science and the medical perspective at this point, because it's a word that 
gets thrown around loosely, much like superfood. So maybe you could give us whatever you happen to know about that particular angle. Sure. Let's break it down a little bit. You have a sophisticated listenership, so I'll I'll do my my best to explain and use analogies. So I'm not very my analogies tend to tend to break down when you when you stress test them. So we'll, we'll see how this goes. But you know, if you think about the the role of the immune system, it's it's kind of got two jobs. It's got to figure out what's part of your body and what's foreign, and then it's got another decision to make, which is if it's foreign, is it something helpful like food or is it something harmful that I need to be uh, on the alert for like a virus or a a toxin something and and so it's got this decision decision matrix to make so it kind of makes sense that when you break down where the immune system is located in the body 80% of it is actually at the mucosal barrier surfaces 80% of your immune cells live at the mucosal barrier. They're not these antibodies floating around in your bloodstream like we all talked about, you know, especially during the pandemic, everybody became a, an antibody expert. That's like a small part of your immune system. Most of your immune system is at this mucosal surface. That makes sense, right? If you were a castle that needed to be guarded, you would put all your soldiers up at the front gates to make sure you didn't let the intruders in, right? And so that's what our body does. Puts most of its immune cells, most of its defense mechanism at the gate of entry, which is these mucosal barriers, the interface between the outside world and the bloodstream. Now, when we have our bodies evolved over millions of years to a spe- specific climate, specific environment, but that environment rapidly changed in the past 70, 80 years with all these exposures I talked about. We just evolutionarily haven't had time to catch up. We don't have a better system in place. We have the old system in place. We've got the, we have the vintage inf- architecture infrastructure here trying to function in the modern world. So with all of these exposures, you got damage happening at the gate to your castle. It's killing off the, the soldiers. It's like pu- putting holes in the castle wall. It's disrupting the moat that's supposed to guard things. So you have like a weak first line of defense. And now things are getting into the body that shouldn't get into the body. Things are supposed to be kept out. So you have, you're breathing all the time, these pollutants, you're being exposed to these chemicals, all, all of these things are constantly coming in. And now they're, they're actually coming into the castle. They're not like just hanging out at the gate and being stopped and, 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 uh, and excreted. And so they're coming into the castle and the immune system, the the people in the castle trying to defend the the king, they are like on overdrive. They are constantly having to do this work of patrolling and fighting. They are totally tied up with all these intruders coming in. And they can't do their job to actually protect anything. They're just riling up on overdrive all the time. That's the immune system run amok. That is autoimmunity. That is an immune system that can no longer tell the difference between what's foreign and what's part of your body. And it can't tell the difference between what's harmful and what's helpful. It's reacting to everything. It's on overdrive. And so our traditional model, we talk about, oh, we need to boost the immune system. 
we don't need to boost the immune system. That's the last thing we need to do. All of our immune systems are running in overdrive because things are just rushing into this castle. The traditional model for autoimmune issues or inflammation is, okay, well, we su- let's suppress the immune system. Let's give you steroids or let's give you drugs that, that shut the immune system, that calm the immune system and shut it down. The intruders are still in there, but now your immune system, you're just, you're just killing your own immune system. You're weakening it. And that's the traditional model of how autoimmune conditions are dealt with in traditional medicine. That's steroids and immune modulating drugs, okay? Now, what if you could, instead, doing all of that and, and, and suppressing your immune system, which now can't do its job for anything, what if instead you could build that wall back, put more soldiers there, fill the moat with water, put, a draw, put the drawbridge up, and fortify your wall again close the gate of entry so that things don't get into the body in the first place and trigger the immune system, inflammation calms down. And now your immune system is even stronger because you've restored it to its state of equilibrium and balance. And so it can function the way nature intended it to. We don't have weak immune systems in the modern day. That's not the problem. The problem is our immune systems are completely uh, consumed dealing with the, the modern exposures if they can't function the way they evolved to. You know, it's, it's rare to have a, an immune suppressive issue. That's a, that's a separate like medical condition. That's not what's the problem for all of us. So that's what colostrum does. Colostrum has all of the ingredients to build that wall back. It has peptides and growth factors that repair the architecture of your barrier. So those cells, it's one cell layer thick, this immune barrier that lines your body. Colostrum actually has the peptides and growth factors that instruct those, those cells to regenerate and repair themselves. So now you've built the castle wall back up. You put all the bricks back in place. You have a, you have a physical ba- barrier, physical architecture. It also contains sialic acid and all of these very interesting micronutrients that replete the moat. moat, your moat is an extra layer of defense. That water, that mucus layer, that's really thick and things can get stuck in and bad guys can drown in. That's, that's a really important part of your barrier. We all have that mucus lining. Colostrum replaces that. It also has prebiotics in it called milk oligosaccharides, which can't be found in any other natural source. Milk oligosaccharides are a special kind of prebiotic that only feed the healthy population of bacteria in the microbiome, only feeds the bifido species. So you actually replenish a healthy microbiome. Whereas if you take traditional prebiotics, you're feeding good guys and bad guys. I can't tell the difference. This is a special prebiotic that evolved only to switch your microbiome to a healthy medium. So now you've repleted your microbiome. We'll call those the soldiers. Those are the guys patrolling the gate. And it has actual immune cells in it. Colostrum has actual immune cells. It has the, artil- the artillery you need at the gate. It has antibodies. Specifically, armor colostrum has CIGA, IgA, which is the most abundant antibody at mucosal surfaces in the body. So now you've equipped all of your soldiers with the machinery they need to defend the castle. 
And that's how colostrum works proactively to address the root cause of what drives autoimmune reactions in the body in the first place. And there is a lot of research on the benefits of colostrum in supporting autoimmune conditions and, and, uh, and a host of inf- inflammatory uh, disorders for this reason. Wow, damn, that was a great model. Thank you for that. I'm with you on your your metaphor there all the way. I think that's that the way I understand things because I'm forming pictures in my mind as you speak. So I like that you put that together. I want to let people know uh, if they're anything like me. If I just heard that, I'd be like, all right, I need some of this. So you guys have given us a discount, which I appreciate. Uh, if you guys want to check out the Armra product, you can go to the following site, Try armra.com slash Luke. That's A-R-M-R-A. And the code is LukeStory10. And we'll put it in the show notes too. Um, So thank you for that. I didn't want to forget to let people know. Sometimes they do it at the beginning and the end of a show. And I think if people listen to podcasts like I do, they probably skipped that part. Over the years, we've seen a tidal wave of CBD products, and I've tried a ton of them. Apart from a couple, unfortunately, most have disappointed. Then I found this company called Ned. Ned products are chock full of premium CBD and a full spectrum of active cannabinoids, terpenes, flavonoids, and trichomes. Ned's hemp oil nourishes the body's endocannabinoid system, which supports stress, sleep, and even inflammation. And unlike much of the shady CBD on the market that's extracted with nasty chemicals, Ned CBD is cold extracted from the world's purest USDA certified organic hemp grown in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains. And I'll tell you, the organic bit here is critical with CBD, not only for us, but for the planet. These dudes at Ned go all out to ensure the end product is of the highest vibe possible. For example, they even play sound frequencies to the plants, which I love. Once I heard that, I was sold. But then again, I'm kind of out there. I like to add a dropper full of their oil to my morning coffee to balance out the stimulant effect. It's actually a really great combo. I also love a dose before my afternoon meditation. Now, when it comes to nighttime use, I'm really into their sleep blend oil and mellow magnesium super blend. They added powerful sleep herbs and nutrients like lemon balm, L-theanine, passionflower, skullcap, and GABA. Either by itself supports sleep amazingly, but together it's a real knockout punch. So Ned's been hooking up my sleep productivity and ability to stay calm in the storm of life throughout the day. Become the best version of yourself and get 15% off Ned products with code Luke. Just go to helloned.com and enter the code Luke at checkout. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash Luke to get 15% off. Thank you so much to Ned for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. So we've got a really good model for autoimmune. If this autoimmune response is taking place within someone's body, the overlying uh, negative consequence of that is inflammation. Is that right? And then, you know, yeah. so that, maybe that's what inflammation is. 
Oh, yeah. okay. That that's the definition of inflammation. Okay. Well, well, it's 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 in inflammation that's uh, reacting with the body's own tissue is the autoimmune part. It's the Got immune it. system attacking itself. Ah, okay, okay. So, what are some related, I guess, pathologies? To inflammation, like I just hear, oh, inflammation's bad. You don't want it, so I take anti-inflammatories, right? But yeah, what are some of the different um, diagnoses, I guess, that will manifest as a result of this systemic inflammation rooted in a compromised lining and and an immune function, as you've indicated? Yeah. So inflammation in general is just this 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 immune system in overdrive. Not necessarily that it's attacking the body's own tissue. That it, that it lost the ability to distinguish what's foreign, what's not foreign. But it's, it's the, this, this immune system in overdrive because it's being bombarded by all of these threats. And inflammation in the short term is a good thing, right? If, uh, if something bad happens, if you, cut, you, you have an injury, you want your body's immune system to, to rev up and, and help repair it and, and protect you. But when that's going on all the time, then your body can't actually help you when big bad things come along. It's it's totally preoccupied. It's all the resources are being used up. So it's problematic. And this inflammation in its chronic state is what drives so many of the common health issues that are not necessarily, uh, we don't necessarily intuitively make that link with. But inflammation um, has been connected to a lot of the, the everyday um, health complaints people have, like weight gain. Mental fog, neurodegenerative conditions tied with inflammation. We know there's a there's a complete overhaul too of the the, the paradigm of Alzheimer's very recently. Inflammation yeah, drives that was a, that was a big whoops. Are bad. <laughs> yeah, inflammation the same, the drives, same and and also with clinical depression and the, the serotonin, ser- yeah, the serotonin, the, selective serotonin reactions inhibitors. This whole yeah. serotonin model. Yeah. Oh God! I mean, I guess it's good news. Oh, that right? one coming! Thank yeah. goodness. I mean, that's the thing about the science, right? If science is settled, it's not science. That's that's what I like to say. It's it's ever evolving. You keep you keep researching. I mean, if I I mean, I'm like a total armchair scientist. I would never classify myself as that. But I don't think that because I've figured something out, that's the end of the story. I just think, well, I understand it as well as I can now. But it's the curiosity in yeah. that, you know. So it's it's a shame sometimes that our medical system is is based on the settled science, and usually that science settles on where a big paycheck is going to arrive. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so dogmatic, and there's just such a lack of intellectual humility in allowing things to be questioned, and yeah. we have to question everything. Everything needs to always be up for question, and you want to be wrong as and find out you're wrong as quickly as possible, and that should always be the goal. I like that. So our understanding of things like autoimmune and the cascade effect of systemic inflammation, that's obviously constantly evolving, or at least we would hope so as well then, right? Absolutely. So going to the we've kind of covered the inside of your body, right? And I think that the outside of our bodies feel much less vulnerable because we're aware when it's been compromised. As you gave that that example earlier of having a cut, it's like, oh shit, put some ointment, you know, disinfect it, whatever, right? But we don't see the inside of our body. We just have these downstream effects that then we chase our tails trying to fix with medications and surgery. Band-aids, band-aids, yeah. band-aids. 
But on the outside of the body, I'm curious, does colostrum have any topical applications or is that just going to be a waste of your hard-earned money that you're spending on something like Armra? No, it sure does. But it works for skin benefits as an ingestible. So it's, it's even a good place to start there. The skin is a barrier too. And it is also bombarded by environmental assaults. And so colostrum has those same regenerative uh, peptides and growth factors and has also been shown even to activate stem cells in the hair and, and collagen. Um, so it's very good for skin, hair, nail benefits as well. It activates um, hair follicular cells. It activates collagen stem cells. And so it's good at regenerating these surfaces too in ingestible form and can also be used um, topically, most certainly. Has anyone tried like micro, what do they call microdermal rolling? Those those little rollers, I forget what they're called. It's like a little rolling pin that puts small holes in your skin. Oh, oh, interesting. Yeah, with a derma roller. Yeah, a derma roller. I I was like, oh, I could take a derma roller on my scalp and put the colostrum in there. I've um, n- I've not tried that. I've 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 <laughs> put it in almost every other every other orifice and tried every other way of of applying colostrum. I uh, definitely done face masks with it, um, but that's a, that's an interesting one. Yeah, I mean, one could conceivably derma roll their face and make a colostrum mask to you know actually get that those growth factors and peptides to penetrate totally. your skin. I like it. Um, you said you've done it a number of different ways. Another thought that came to mind for me was uh, having done, you know, colonics off and on for 25 years. I was going to mention that. Yeah. Been, been a while, but one of the things that a good colon hydrotherapist, in my estimation, will do is give you what they call an implant after you're all emptied out of anything from chlorophyll to probiotics to mm-hmm. God knows what to kind of just use the opportunity for that nice, clean surface to be receptive to whatever nutrients and specifically with the probiotics is an opportunity to sort of reseed that part of your body with with probiotics that might otherwise not make it through your GI tract. Uh, is there any evidence to support uh, benefits of taking colostrum that way or are you, you might as well just drink it and it's going to get there eventually? What are your thoughts on that? You certainly could drink it, but, the, but you certainly would have uh, additional benefits using it as part of a colonic regimen. Uh, the research we did on armor colostrum, again, because of the the way that we preserve these bioactive compounds, actually, when applied in solution, when applied topically to the mucosa of colon cells, cells in the large intestine, it stimulated regeneration of those cells. So we so the, the cells were damaged; they made a cut, as it as it as would happen from uh, from uh, damage with uh, toxin bacterial toxins or or, tra- or a traumatic injury. And uh, with colostrum applied, regenerated that barrier 70% faster than control, even under conditions of inflammation. So even in the Damn. presence of bacterial toxins in the, in the colon, it regenerated that barrier 70% faster than control. So any kind of mucosal issue that someone may have in the large intestine, certainly. Uh, I would I would suggest uh, this could be a, a useful adjunct to whatever else you're doing to really just bathe those surfaces with you know the regenerative uh, and healing properties of of colostrum. 
Awesome. Uh, that brings me, I'm thinking of the various orifices, <laughs> this mucosal lining. I often use different You're nasal... thinking like me now. Yeah, <laughs> but I use different uh, nasal sprays like the uh, the one from Zach Bush's company, Ion. It's just mm-hmm. amazing soil-based um, organisms and whatnot. And they have a great nasal spray. I noticed when I use that, I don't get like dry nose or runny nose. It's just awesome. But with some of these nasal sprays, you can screw off the top and kind of make your own mixture. I wonder... Um, if I could do the same thing with the Armra, the plain, uh, I'm assuming not the blood orange. Yeah, yeah. For those watching, I have some uh, one of the little packets right here too. Before the interview, I was like, oh man, I'm almost out. I had two left, so I want to show people. But do you think that would be a viable application for sinus issues and whatnot? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, cool. All right, good. I like to check like how crazy I'm actually being, you know, especially when I'm talking to the person that created something. I think I'll mention one other thing though, because sure. I think I think your your line of questioning brings up another point that I think a lot of people ask about, which is, you know, they've seen colostrum products before and they look like a pharmaceutical product and they're like in a pill, like a capsule. Yeah. And kind of defeats the purpose, right? Uh, and there's there's so much intentionality around how how we developed ours. It's, it's a powder. It's a powder. You ingest the powder. You want to maximize contact of that powder along the mucosal surfaces as it goes in your mouth and along your upper digestive tract. You do not want it covered in a capsule or a tablet or or anything like that where you're fearing with with its contact on the surfaces. That's funny. You're totally psychic because that was my next question. <laughs> Are you? Am I screen sharing and you can see my notes literally? <laughs> because I've never used colostrum in capsule form and I didn't even know that. I just thought, I don't know. It's just dumb. Maybe I just got used to, I just want a big scoop of it. I want to taste it. I want my, food, my yeah, yeah. I want food. the mouth feel. I want to kind of alert my body that that's what's coming in and not just sneaking it past. But that that's also a really good point. The other thing I wanted to cover was the distinction between the Armra process and and how you guys manufacture your colostrum versus more of the bulk powders that have all of the fats and other constituents. And one thing that struck me about this, I mean, I think this is maybe, it's like, it's two grams. So it's like, a teaspoon or less. And anytime I take it and I'm, you know, I'm, I trust that you guys are doing it that way for a reason, but I'm like, is this enough to do anything? So when I first got this product, I was putting like five in a glass of water because I'm just mm. used to using a huge scoop of colostrum. So yeah. maybe you could break down kind of the process and how it's more concentrated or why less is needed. And ultimately is much less expensive because colostrum in any form, it's it's not a cheap supplement. I mean, it's it's pretty expensive. The big kilos I get are a few hundred dollars and you know they last a while, but it's not like buying whey protein powder or something, you know? Yeah. So it's, you know, in, in whole, in whole form, it is, uh, like a, like a protein powder. I mean, you're, you're scooping, you know, 20, 30 grams of this to get any, any of the research backed benefits. And one of the, uh, parts of our proprietary process is that we remove the compounds that are unnecessary for humans. Um, and it allows the concentrations of the bioactives essential for human human health to be amplified. And why our product is so concentrated? So it's a one gram serving size. You probably have the blood orange flavor. Oh there. yeah, yeah. It's two grams. So yeah. it's one gram of flavor, one gram of of um, of of armor colostrum, and our armor colostrum concentrate is is one gram. It's half a teaspoon, and it's and it's 
20x more effective than the, than the same volume. And we know with, the, with, our, with our research showing um, that it's you know, 32% stronger at conferring benefits than the standard colostrum because of the way we do this processing. So it doesn't have fat in it. It doesn't have casein in it. It's really just pure bioactive uh, properties that you're getting with, uh, with this product. That's very interesting. And I'm glad to know that even a small amount is still <laughs> providing oh, benefits. Oh, yeah. You know? a, a lot of benefits. <laughs> but, but most customers, because the benefits are dose responsive, most, of, most users, they start taking one and then they notice a change and they you know, take two, three, four servings a day. And that's perfectly fine. There's no such thing as taking too much. It's a whole food. Is there, um, is there a point at which... I mean, I guess it depends on each individual's health condition, but I don't yeah. have any persistent or chronic issues myself, kind of just fine-tuning and wanting to have as much energy and vitality as I can. Would there be a point at which I would be wasting it if I took like a glass with two packets in the morning and two in the evening? Would that be overkill? Am I just wasting my money? Um, or is, is more better, I guess, is what I'm asking. Uh, a, more is better up to a point. And I think that um, that threshold point is, varies from person to person. Um, so you can kind of toggle that based on your, your own. It's just something you have to monitor for yourself. But, but like four servings a day, uh, def- definitely. Um, we have a lot of people who like, who like using uh, more like that. Particularly, I've noticed uh, for those who are using it for performance benefits related to uh, muscle composition. And uh, elite athletes using it for recovery. Oh, um, right, right. That, that seems to be. They seem to like uh, using using a more robust dose. They really get uh, more bang for their buck as they as they go up. Well, I'm certainly no elite ath- athlete, and um, <laughs> I suspect there might be a couple listening. Would this work better as a recovery tool than, say, like a pre workout? Then, if someone was using it for that purpose, both. Oh, okay. Okay. It's also a complete protein. It's got you got all nine essential amino acids in there. Oh, it re- re- replaces your your supplements. That's cool. Okay, branch um, chains. I'm hoping that most of the people listening are aware of how important it is to keep toxic cleaning products out of your home. Something I've been working on for years. I found this difficult at times to master completely due to having to buy so many different products. Something funky inevitably makes its way under the sink as a result. That's why I was so grateful to find this company, Branch Basics. They make an all-in-one concentrate to replace all the other stuff I usually buy. You can use it to clean your kitchen countertops, floors, bathrooms and toilets, laundry, produce, and even as a hand soap. And the concentrate is super clean. It's fragrance-free, plant and mineral-based, free of harmful preservatives, it's biodegradable, gluten and tree nut-free, and not tested on animals. So this means it's free of endocrine disruptors as well. These are environmental toxins that mimic your natural hormones. They can affect the ovaries, adrenals, thyroid, and other glands, so it's best to avoid these. And no synthetic fragrances either because they've been linked to asthma, allergies, skin irritation, metabolic syndrome, diabetes, obesity, cancer and nervous system and respiratory problems. So you definitely want to avoid those too. Now, since Branch Basics uses a one concentrate formula here, one bottle of concentrate makes three all-purpose bottles, three streak-free bottles, three bathroom bottles, 
three foaming wash bottles, and does, get this, 64 loads of laundry. So when you run out, the only thing you need to repurchase is the concentrate and the oxygen boost. This saves you a grip of cash. You don't have to buy 20 different products. You buy this one and make a bunch of products out of it. All right, to get some, here's what you do. Go to links.branchbasics.com slash Luke Story. And if you use the code Luke, you'll get 15% off all starter kits except the trial kit. Again, that's links.branchbasics.com slash Luke Story. All right, I got a couple more uh, questions. One was around, you've mentioned a couple of times you have a proprietary extraction process and I read on your site that you have a patent pending. Is that patent specifically around the way in which it's processed and made into a product and where are you on that particular track yeah the 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 patent is around our entire our entire process of using this uh, low temperature extraction technology in addition to the composition of armra itself as a as a concentrate and so that's something that just takes time to finalize yeah, I understand. I know people have had patents in for years, especially people in the tech space that I work with. I'm like, well, at least if you if someone's filed one, that tells me they're doing something interesting. And I, I always find that a little bit intriguing. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Because they wouldn't go through that yeah. trouble unless they were really onto something. Why would you bother if it was if I could just grab some colostrum and, you know, go through my own little process at home, then you know, what would be the point of that? Another thing I wanted to cover was you know, you mentioned this on um, Blood Orange product. At first, I was only using the plain one. And so I had these set aside, which is why I have some left. And so I've been on these the, in the past couple of days in preparation for the interview. And I actually really like the taste. It doesn't have like a fake artificial yeah. flavor coloring. I mean, it tastes like real food. Uh, but with the plain one, it really has, I don't think it has any flavor. And so I was wondering if one could get the same results from just you know, pouring it on your yogurt or putting it in a, any any drink or food that's not hot. Is there any benefit to just slugging it down with a big glass of water versus just mixing it in your food? Uh, that's a great question. Yes, you still get all the benefits if you add it to a cool food or beverage. And a lot of people add it to their smoothie or yogurt or iced coffee, whatever. The, the unflavored, as you mentioned, has no taste because it doesn't have casein in it. It really doesn't have much of that milky flavor either. So it doesn't change the taste of whatever you're having as part of your routine. However, for particularly for people who have issues, complaints, concerns around their upper digestion, like a reflux or their mouth, any kind of oral health issues, mucositis or cavities or, or ulcers or things like that, or just better dental care, just pour the powder directly into your mouth and just chew it around and swallow it. And a lot of people take it that way. It kind of gets sticky. Sticks to your gums and around all of the surfaces in your mouth uh, like, a, like a chewy candy. And that's good. It's, it's maximizing the contact again on those mucosal surfaces and you're just reaping more and more benefits from it. So in those cases, I usually say definitely pour it in your mouth. But otherwise you get all of the rest of the whole health benefits uh, mouth uh, included by just taking it with whatever you're going to have as long as it isn't hot so it doesn't destroy the bioactives. 
Okay, cool. And um, last couple of questions. One is around the sourcing in terms of where it originates. So on your product, it specifically indicates that it's grass-fed from grass-fed cattle. Uh, is in the colostrum industry as a whole, is that an issue? Are some people producing it from not grass-fed cows, which hopefully people learn by now cows are designed by nature to eat grass and the the foods that they make and become as a result are are highly compromised if they don't. Is How important is the grass-fed part in terms of the colostrum industry or specifically the way you guys make it? It's really important to start with the highest quality raw ingredient. So we source all our colostrum exclusively from grass-fed cows on family-owned dairy farms here in the US. And we're partnered with uh, different dairy co-ops in order to do that. It's important because the nutritional composition varies based on the animal's diet. And the animal's diet can result in an inflammatory product if not uh, taken into consideration. So um, it's, it's something that's important to us uh, in, in crafting Armour Colostrum. And that's how our supply chain is built. It's, it's always going to be that way. Okay, cool. And then in terms of the actual collection process, so uh, mama cow gives birth, starts lactating, and then, uh, or gives birth, yeah, gives birth to a calf, then starts lactating. I'm like, did I get that the wrong order? No. Uh, and then this colostrum is is what they call first milk. So it's produced, what, in the first 24, 48 hours uh, after right. birth, typically? Yes, correct. Up to 72 hours after birth. It kind of changes composition over the few early days and then becomes transitional milk and then the mature milk. What's interesting is legally, we get into FDA regulation again, you can't sell colostrum into the milk industry. It's considered something separate. It's actually considered a waste product. Wow. And mama, mama cows make a surplus of colostrum. They make a lot more than their babies need. And so we exclusively source on these, on these family-owned farms from that surplus, surplus supply, we upcycle it. So after the baby calves get fed all they need, we take the extra and that's what we purchase, purchase from farmers and use to make armor colostrum. So we're not again, dipping into the calf supply at again, all. Again, you're psychic. You, you must be spying on my notes here because I, I mean, I assumed the answer was what you had just indicated, but I did have the thought like, oh, that sucks if we're taking away the colostrum from the baby calves. I want to make sure that... I mean, I eat meat, so you know, there's that. But I just think, God, I hope they're waiting until the kids get their fill before we start taking it from them. So that's that's good to know. I mean, just you know, from an ethical standpoint. Yeah, I I care about that too. Yeah, and I'm sure the farmers do too. They don't want a bunch of sickly calves that didn't exactly. get the, the pos- you know, the proper nutrition when they came out of the womb. What's interesting is humans are are the only species that can survive past infancy without colostrum. Really? All other species, all other mammals, they perish if they don't get colostrum. So actually the the biggest industry for colostrum right now internationally, Ch- China I think being the the biggest uh, u- use, user of it is is in in the farming industry. They just repurpose colostrum species to species because they need it on hand. Other, if if, uh, if something happens to the mom or the calves don't get, or a, a baby mammal doesn't get enough, they'll die. So, so wow. it's supplemented and a really, really important nutrient, obviously. Do you see in the foreseeable future that 
colostrum could become an integral ingredient in a more holistic, healthy baby formula? Or are there already people kind of making their own formula using colostrum that you're aware of? It should be. You can add armor colostrum to formula to confer some of the beneficial properties that you wouldn't otherwise get, the properties of milk. But the, the, the infant formula industry uh, is its own beast of regulation and grandfathered in formulas and ingredients that, that, um, that happened in the 70s. And so is a challenge to get policy changes there, but there are some really wonderful companies um, that I'm familiar with that are that are spearheading that and and working to make those changes. So, oh, that's okay. great! I'm glad to hear that. I haven't I haven't looked in a while. We're in the process of getting pregnant uh, at the moment, so I don't yet have have babies. But uh, I remember uh, maybe seven years ago, a friend of mine uh, was pregnant, and or maybe it was after she gave birth found out she couldn't breastfeed, like she was not producing any milk. And so she asked me like, hey, you know, there's got to be some sort of organic, healthy formula on the market. So I put on my research cap and I went online and I was shocked. I mean, literally there was not one brand. I'm like, I wouldn't give this to like a stray dog, let alone my kid. I mean, just corn syrup and Malpodextrin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just gnarly, not even like not optimal, but literally just toxic. So yeah, I'm I'm glad to hear that somebody's looking to uproot that particular industry. And, you know, maybe someone's making something now that wasn't there six or seven years ago when I looked, but I just thought, oh my God, this is a travesty. No wonder we have so many ill kids, that 50 whatever percent you mentioned earlier uh, for the kids that aren't getting, you know, at least the ones that aren't breastfed, good, clean mama milk. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I got one last question for you. It's in three parts, and I'm going to let you go. Uh, who have been three teachers or teachings in your life that have influenced you and your work that you could share with us, and from any category whatsoever? Gosh, there's so many. Well, I will say that my certainly my my parents have been an inspiration to me. They're immigrants uh, to this country. My mom's from Lebanon and believed in me from a very young age and taught me that I could do whatever I set my mind to. And so I never, I think that was really empowering in setting the stage for me and the challenges I would later face that I was never, I never felt like a victim. Um, I always felt like uh, things that happened were opportunities and challenges to move forward and pivot and make new decisions around. And I think all of my uh, career pivots um, have extended from that, so uh, I'm very grateful for for that those those teachings and confidence that they installed in me. I also take a lot of wisdom from Naval Ravikant. I read a lot of his work, and I find him to be really poignant, particularly as I enter this new chapter of my life and uh, just establishing groundedness uh, in. In how I how I've uh, kind of been shaped over the past few years, which is quite, I'll say, irreverent and uh, heterodox to a lot of the influences that I've been surrounded with in my life up to this point, uh, particularly professionally. It's hard to go against the grain and be perceived as delusional, which is what you're doing when you're building a new category and introducing something new to people, and you really got to get 
comfortable with that. If you see things other people don't see, you're by de- definition delusional. And that's an uncomfortable seat to sit in. It takes a lot of digging uh, in, your, in your relationship with yourself. So those are, I think, the, the, the top two. I didn't answer your, your third one. Those are the top two that come to mind. <laughs> that's all right. I'll, I'll let you off the hook with two. Well, thank you so much, uh, Sarah. It's great to see you again. And, and I just wish you the best with your entrepreneurial venture. I, I know how difficult it is to not only launch a product, but for be, to be someone that's innovating something, as you just described, and kind of bringing something that was in the shadows and in the obscure corners of the health food store and your alternative medicine practitioners to creating a really sexy, uh, approachable, affordable product. And when people go to your site, again, the link, to get there is tryarmra.com slash Luke. That's A-R-M-R-A. Just kudos on building a really beautiful brand too. I mean, like your site is just gorgeous. The branding's awesome. It's just, it's modern. It's sexy. I mean, I'm in this game 25 years and I remember, well, I remember when there were no websites, but then when they emerged, it was like, ah, God, you'd find a really cool product. And it's like, no one's going to understand this because it just doesn't look approachable and cool and young and 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 um and engaging in that way so whatever you're doing as a as a boss uh you're crushing it so i want to just support you in that and uh thank you for coming on the show thank you so much yeah colostrum is an accessible tool for anybody to be able to level up their health regardless and it's a sexy sexy superfood and it should be uh portrayed as such so I'm glad that resonated with you. Thanks absolutely. so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. All right, until next time, take care and thanks for joining us. All right, there it is. Thanks for taking another trip of discovery with me on episode 427. I trust that you're inspired to learn about yet another natural solution to many of the health hurdles we face in today's modern world. And uh, I'll be back this Friday with the solo cast number 428 where I break down what it takes to build a biohacking healing clinic or to even create one in your own home. And I will cover uh, my all-time favorite technologies and answer frequent questions about all the latest EMF protection tech, as well as everything I think is worth exploring in the realm of quantum energy, frequencies, PMF, and beyond. It's going to be epic. That's this Friday. Then next Tuesday, I'll be back at you with number 429. This one features Jamie Wheel, author of Catching Fire and Recapture the Rapture. We'll be discussing ethical cult building. Yes, that does exist, or so we hope. And ecstatic sex practices for awakening your inner mystic. Uh, I just recorded this one today at the time of recording this here outro for Sarah's episode. And man, this was a wild conversation. So I highly recommend you check that out. Next Tuesday, Jamie Wheel. And as a reminder, if you were intrigued by Dr. Sarah's innovative colostrum product, Armra, here's how to get your hands on some. And I should actually hit this link too because uh, I used up my last packet, I think, the day I did this recording with her. Here's how we get it. Go to tryarmra.com slash Luke. That's T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A. Tryarmra.com slash Luke. And if you're smart... Use the code LUKESTORY10 over there and you'll get 10% off. And like I always do my best to remind you, most of the links and stuff I talk about in these episodes are clickable on your podcast apps, which is a great feature. Didn't used to be that way. They're making it easier and easier for podcast listeners like you and me to just click right through to stuff. 
Okay, lastly, before we say goodbye, I want to take a moment to invite you to come hang with me at the Modern Nirvana Summit, September 23rd, 2022, here in Austin, Texas, where my wife Allison and I will be presenting a talk on conscious relationships. And uh, we were there last year as well, and it was one hell of a good time, folks. So I highly recommend that you join us there. Modern Nirvana is an annual summit, and it's unlike anything you've probably experienced before. It was created by former podcast guests, uh, actress and humanitarian Kat Graham, and Frank Ellaridi, as well as breathwork master Bryant Wood. So come on and join us in experiencing the latest innovations in biohacking and consciousness as we all honor Sri Sri Ravi Shankar, founder of The Art of Living and very recent guest on this show. And Allison and I will also be joined by a slew of other epic speakers, most of whom have also appeared on this podcast. The keynote is Guru Dev, aka Sri Sri Ravi Shankar. And we've got Dave Asprey, Dr. John Lawrence of Mitozen, Dr. Patrick Porter from BrainTap, Philip and crew Samor von Holtzendorf failing, try saying that five times fast, of Leela Quantum Tech fame, my man Ian Mitchell of Wizard Sciences. Kiran Krishnan of Microbiome Labs, and lastly, Sadhguru, who will be appearing virtually. And the day will culminate in a performance by DJ Shiva Rasa. It's going to be epic, y'all, and we can't wait to meet you there. And by the way, make sure to stop by our family booth where I'll be slanging my gilded blue blockers and Allison, her Animal Power book, and the accompanying card deck, which just came out, by the way, Animal Power card deck, number one on Amazon, at least for the first couple days. I haven't checked it today. Super happy for her. Uh, so come chill. Again, that's September 23rd at Palmer's Event Center in Austin, Texas. And you can get your ticket by doing the following. Go to modernnirvana.com slash Luke conference. And you can save 15% off your tickets by using the code Luke Allison. That's A-L-Y. All right, you guys, that's it. I'll be back this Friday with the solo cast about all the fun tech I've discovered over the years, as well as uh, next Tuesday for Jamie Wheel. See you then.